0: Welcome to TLD Talks, where we share insights about key legal and business matters that are impacting SMEs today. Bringing together experts from a range of backgrounds, we'll be tackling the issues that matter to you. I'm Ed Simpson, CEO of the Legal Director, and I'm joined on today's podcast by one of our very experienced client legal directors, Kylie Tan, and we're going to be having a chat about net zero, what it means and its implications for SMEs. So hello, Kylie, and thanks for joining me today.
1: Hi, Ad. Thank you very much for having me.
0: For the benefit of listeners, Kylie, could I ask you to please introduce yourself and the work that you do at TLD?
1: Of course. So I am a client legal director. I am a solicitor by day. And what I do is I help clients deal with legal issues that crop up in their day-to-day operation. I mainly specialize in non-contentious commercial work, although my background is in highly contentious commercial disputes, which I'm pleased to say I have now left behind more or less, but uh, I still retain some of that experience and that know-how and that has helped me in relation to advising clients uh, even today in non-contentious commercial work. Apart from that, I also carry out uh, a bit of work as a business consultant through my own business called Mosaic International. And it's also through Mosaic International that I enrolled for an MBA at the University of Sheffield early in 2020. And I also, since late 2021, I have just thrown myself at net zero because it was part of our final dissertation project that we had to do to complete the MBA.
0: Thanks, Kylie. So Net Zero has been very much top of the agenda for a while with uh, COP27 taking place. And we actually decided to do this podcast before COP27 took place. And I know that Net Zero is a subject that's become very important to you of late. Could you tell listeners why that is?
1: I think I started out knowing very little about Net Zero, obviously. And that was just after COP26 in Glasgow. And even for someone who was completely uninitiated into these this issues of climate change, etc., I got a lot of information just by listening to the news and watching the news and, and reading stuff put out in the news websites. And so when I started to think about what I would do for my final dissertation project, I spoke to a number of clients, some of whom were clients of TLD, and asked them about what they knew about net zero. And despite the almost wall-to-wall coverage of net zero, most people didn't know what it was, never even heard of the concept. And these were businesses, SMEs, who were likely to be impacted by net zero. And that got me thinking, you know, if all this information is out there and readily available, it's in the news sites, it's top of the press almost every night whilst COP26 is going on and people are not understanding or getting interested in this area. Then what happens when when the COP26 show leaves town? What happens then? How do you keep this momentum going? And then the more I dug into it, the more I saw the climate science around that. And there's so much science involved in this, and the science has only been getting better and better. And yet you had businesses who were basically taking a sort of a hands-off approach, not our problem, attitude towards climate change and i said to myself this is not right this this has got to change because this is not just about looking at creating a consulting business etc this is about our whole environment and all businesses operate within an environment and if we're playing fast and loose with that i think we are going to be in a lot of trouble
0: so i mean i'm hoping that Everybody listening to the podcast understands what net zero is. But just in case there is anybody that, that hasn't read a newspaper for the last several years, could you just explain in simple terms what we mean by net zero? And then secondly, whether there is a, a legal framework that is impacting businesses today?
1: So net zero is about the balance of carbon emissions and attempts to remove that carbon emissions so that the amount of emissions is equal to the amount that you take out of the atmosphere. The simplest way to achieve net zero is essentially to stop operations, A uh, simplest way for a business to do so. And and that's because our whole energy system, everything that we do within the business, is, is based on fossil fuels. Whenever we turn on the electricity, we get electricity that is caused by burning gas, turning turbines that generate electricity. Even right now, when I'm speaking to you, my heating is on, my central heating is on. I am essentially creating carbon, releasing carbon into the atmosphere because gas is being pumped into my boiler. My boiler is burning that gas and releasing carbons into the atmosphere. So likewise, in any business that operates and uses power in any shape or form, they are releasing carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. This includes transportation, bringing goods into the premises, taking goods out and delivering them, their staff coming to work. Everything costs carbon. So the issue about net zero is how do you manage that need to have carbon because a business cannot just shut up shop? And then how do you go about taking that carbon dioxide out from the atmosphere. And this is about balancing that emission with the removal. It sounds very, very simple, but you start firstly with measuring your carbon emissions. And that is a very, very complex issue because there are very different scopes involved. And then you then start talking about how you reduce that first. You then talk about what do you do in terms of offsetting. And that's another controversial issue with net zero. Okay.
0: So is there a legal framework in place at the moment? You talked about scopes there. I know that that's a quasi-legal term within the subject of, of net zero. But is, is there a legal framework that, thinking about UK businesses, that requires people to look at this, to take it seriously, to, to take action?
1: So if you're a large business, as defined under the Companies Act, then what needs to happen is that you are now obliged to prepare a report about your emissions. So you have to start taking steps to measure your emissions. And whilst there is no legal obligation to reduce those carbon emissions, there's an expectation that you would take steps to reduce your carbon emissions. Under the Companies Act, there are duties placed upon directors all directors, regardless of the size of your company, even if you are an owner-managed business, to consider the environment in terms of your decision-making. And so what a lot of large businesses are doing, especially the PLCs, is they're starting to put forward pledges in relation to how they would arrive at Carbon Net Zero. And what's happening is that that's creating an expected behavior, if you like, of all PLCs, especially, and to the larger businesses that supply PLCs, that they would also do the same thing. Now, that obligation ends at a large business. For SMEs, there is still a lack of requirement to do anything about net zero. But what I found is that that is a potential risk for SMEs if they don't do anything about it.
0: Okay, so you mentioned earlier a degree of ignorance in the business community about net zero. And I think the phrase you used was kind of not my problem. If there are no specific obligations on smaller businesses to either report or take action, why should smaller businesses, SMEs, take this seriously and take action?
1: Well, I think I'll answer this in maybe a couple of ways. I think the first thing is that if SMEs are supplying to larger companies, they're coming under increasing pressure to show that they're doing something about climate change. So this is pressure put upon them by larger corporates who have the obligation to report. And these larger corporates are saying to them, the suppliers in the supply chain, what are you doing about net zero? What are you doing about climate change? What efforts are you putting in place in terms of reducing your carbon emissions? And this becomes an issue where you have to comply. And if not, you know you would have serious issues about whether you would continue to do business with this larger corporate. The other way is to look at it from external factors in terms of finance. What also happened in COP26, which was not really reported as much, was that a lot of lenders signed up, and, and these are lenders in the UK, actually, almost all the UK lenders have signed up to this. They've signed up to what is known as the Net Zero Banking Alliance. And what they're doing is that they have pledged that they would reduce carbon emissions, not just for themselves, but also their investments, their lending portfolio. And they're going to try to do that with the the most carbon-intensive investments by 2030 and the rest by 2050. Now, you might think 2030 is a long way away but it isn't. You know. In the blink of an eye, we'll be 2030. And, and what will happen is that these banks are going to start being more intrusive in terms of asking, what are you doing about this? What are you doing about Net Zero? What are you doing about climate change? And if you don't show that you're doing something about that, then you, you're likely to be put in a situation where you may get interest rates that are not as attractive, or you might not even get the funding that you require. The bank will simply tell you, I'm sorry, I can't keep you on my books. You've just got to go somewhere else because I've got to meet my pledges. Looking at it, just quite simply, you can see where the problem arises. Now, for SMEs, the longer you leave it, the more difficult it gets as well because you know, you're becoming under more and more pressure. And then what you'll find is you're finally in a situation where you're doing everything last minute, and that's not the best way of doing things.
0: So do you see specific legislation or regulation on the horizon that will directly impact SMEs in the UK?
1: I haven't seen that, but I think that it's only a matter of time for that to happen. The OECD came up with a report says that you can't achieve net zero without SMEs being involved in that particular process. Add to that, I think a lot of the academic writing in the UK, just looking at the UK context, I've all agreed that it's just a matter of time before government has to legislate.
0: Okay, but in the meantime, as you say, the sooner businesses start to tackle it, the better, don't put it off. And the drivers until we get direct legislation or regulation are going to come from supply chains, procurement activities, lenders and investors making this a requirement. I'm sort of reminded of some of the issues that have come to the fore over the last five or six years in procurement and investment, health and safety, governance type issues where smaller companies are being driven to improve their own standards by the requirements of larger companies that they're dealing with. IT security is another really good example where there isn't specific legislation saying you must X, Y, Z, but clients, customers, suppliers are are driving those standards.
1: Yeah, I think insurance as well is potentially another area because climate change is seen as a risk. And there was a report recently about properties that are near the coast and and there can be coastal erosion if climate change continues the way it is. You're talking residential properties, obviously, but it has a social economic impact as well. If, If you have a supplier based in that town, what happens then? These are all risks that have come to the fore. You know, climate change impacts everywhere, even with an SME where you have a supply chain that goes into parts of the developing world, into Africa, Southeast Asia, in the Middle East. You know, you've got to now start thinking, well, how is climate change going to impact those supply chains? Because it will impact them. Pakistan, for example, had the worst floods ever. So these, these are all serious issues that need to be thought about.
0: Okay, so you've persuaded me, As the owner and a director of an SME, that this is something that I should be taking seriously and addressing, but I don't know where to start, or I'm struggling to see how I can take actions that will be impactful. What sort of practical advice would you give to a business owner like me that says, I don't know where to start?
1: The first thing to do is purely and simply to carry out an energy audit. Find out how much power you're using and... Most utility companies are able to tell you, actually, to some degree of certainty, what your kilowatt hour is equivalent to in terms of carbon dioxide emission. Once you've determined what your energy use is, then it's a question of how do you reduce your energy use? That's the simplest way and the quickest way of achieving something realistic and meaningful. And it could be as simple as, as thinking, well, you know what? I haven't updated this premises in 25 years. I'm still using single-glaze windows. I need to be upgrading to double-glaze windows and stuff like that. It allows you to make capital decisions that you've probably been putting off for quite some time because you're trying to save money. As an SME, I understand that. But it gives you now a real reason to step up your game. You may have a boiler that's 25 years old. It is inefficient. And you can get one now that is 20 times more efficient. These are simple, easy wins that you can do. If you look further afield then you might want to say, well, let's look at putting up solar panels. Can we do that? Is it possible? That may be a conversation with the landlord, a conversation with the owner of the property. And then you might want to start thinking about your supply chain. Now, that is going to be a fairly long-winded process because if you have a long supply chain, You know, you can take ages to look at that. But if it's a small supply chain, you can easily try and gauge what their energy usage is. You can ask them to provide you with data for them to start collecting data. And then with that, it's now pulling all that data together within your business. I spoke to a company recently about what they could do in terms of making themselves a bit more conscious and a bit more aware about their energy use. And what I found was that information and data about energy consumption was kept in the accounts department for obvious reasons. The accounts department was making all the payments. The production department didn't have that data. They didn't know how much energy they were using in a particular process. And so what I said to them was, well, you you need to start creating dashboards so that everyone knows what the data is in terms of your energy use. It doesn't have to be the commercial figures, but just the kilowatt hours. And with that, everyone then understands the need to reduce the, the, the energy usage within the, the manufacturing and you can then reduce your carbon dioxide emissions. You know, Simple things like that can have a huge impact. Then it's about going further into processes. If you're a manufacturing business, it's important to look at your manufacturing processes. It's about asking sometimes the silly question. There was an example of a bakery, actually, they had two room-sized refrigerators, which they used for years. And when they were doing a, a net zero assessment, they asked the question, do we need these refrigerators? They were obviously taking up a lot of power. And so what they did was they contacted the customer and asked the customer, we've been delivering these goods to you. They're all refrigerated. Do you need them refrigerated when they arrive with you? And the customer went, no, we don't actually need that. We actually refrigerate it ourselves. And because they asked that question during that process, what they've now done is they've turned off the two refrigerators, room-sized refrigerators, saving them money because their customers didn't actually need it. And that was a simple question. Why do we need that?" And that really helps in their thinking. But if you're not pushed down that train of thought, sometimes you just go,
0: We've always done it this way. I mean It's a really interesting point that we didn't touch on before when we were talking about why SMEs should be taking steps, taking action. And of course, in the short term and even in the longer term, potentially they're going to save significant amount of money if they are able to make their processes more efficient, cut down on the amount of energy that they're using, especially in today's climate when fuel prices are so high. There's an immediate short term gain that any finance director is likely to be pleased about. So, thinking about TLD and how we work with our clients, how can we help clients to prepare for tackling the steps that we've talked about for net zero?
1: Yeah, I think this is somewhat linked to the point you made about the increase in energy prices. What I've seen recently is an attempt by a supplier to work into a supply agreement, a price increase. Based on the price increase of energy for a particular country, uh, and, and this 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 was a supplier based in Germany. They are obviously finding it difficult with their price increases in terms of gas, and what they've tried to do with the client of mine was to try and put that into a supply agreement. And normally, if I were doing this without my prior knowledge of net zero and what I've learned so far, I would have just negotiated on the actual. Terms of the agreement. But because I knew about their requirements for net zero and because they were a larger company, I actually went to their website and I picked out the net zero policies. I picked out their successes in terms of how much they were generating per kilowatt hour, and they were doing pretty well. You know, they were succeeding in generating more using per kilowatt hour of power than they were in previous years and they had made certain pledges to use more renewables in their energy source. And so now I was able to actually turn around now and and make the argument, based on their documents, based on their pledges, to say, well, how is it right that you're trying to enforce the price rises of gas for the whole economy of Germany against my client, when in fact you are going down the route of renewables, and you seem to be doing pretty well in terms of your efficiencies? in terms of how well you use energy in your organization. And so we've raised that question with them, not just the legal issue, but the peripheral issues, which are actually just as important because these are your pledges. These are stuff that you've put on your website. And so this is something that I think as lawyers, we need to be more aware of. We need to be more aware now that companies are trying to do this kind of things. But if we scratch beneath the service, we might find actually interesting data that we can use against them when they try to do it.
0: That's a really interesting anecdote and a great example of of the value add that TLD lawyers can bring to their clients. Really interesting conversation, Kylie. We could talk about this for hours. We could do a whole series, I think, on net zero and climate change and the impact of that on SMEs. We always like to finish our podcasts with three top tips. So if you were speaking to a CEO or a CFO of an SME, And they said, I want to do something about net zero. I don't know where to start. What would be your three top bits of advice for them?
1: Oh, gosh. (laughs) So try to get your head around net zero and how it works. It is fairly complex, but once you get it, you get it. And you can use that information for your business. I think the second tip would be to understand measuring emissions. The keyword here is we've been using carbon dioxide, but it's actually greenhouse gases, GHG. So if you see GHG measures, those are the sort of things that you need to look at that will give you a lot of information on how to measure that. And then finally, which is the big one, engage your staff because they're the ones who are going to be able to create the efficiencies and the innovation for you to move forward.
0: Fantastic, Kylie. Thank you very much. That brings us to the end of the podcast today. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our discussion today, you can subscribe to our monthly TLD talks covering a wide range of legal and management topics. You'll find our details on our website, thelegaldirector.co.uk, and you can also find us on Apple, Spotify and Google. If you'd like to know more about the implications of net zero for SMEs or the wider work of the Legal Director, then do give us a call on 020 3053 8613 or visit our website.